Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the VestralProps.com video games podcast. As always, I am dead, and as always, I feel kind of like shit. But we haven't recorded in a month and a half, so... Yay! Join me today, we got Cave. Yeah, that was my yay, if you couldn't tell. And Alex. Hey, I feel fine. <laughs> his, his arm's gonna fall off, but... Except, 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 except for my potential acid burn. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Like Alex poured acid on himself. He's fine. I ate no, three. No, 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 no. Another guy poured acid on me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, but that guy's absolutely there's, fine. There's a big difference. Yeah, well, he didn't spill it on himself. <laughs> yeah, Alex. Alex got acid poured on him. He's fine. I ate three breakfast sandwiches and feel like shit. I didn't sleep last night. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't be, but he is. But anyway, yes, we're here to talk about video games. We've played them, presumably. Yes, maybe. Yes. And also, going to say, up top, news came out while we didn't record. Some of, it's in, some of it's interesting. Some of it I found interesting, at least. Which I expect if I told you guys, you'd be like, oh, cool. That's a thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, so that happened. Nothing fucking's coming out. Who gives a shit? We're just, we're just going to be doing what we t- We're just going to be talking about what we played. So, Cave, you presumably right, well, have places to be. I <laughs> yes, because I actually have a life. Um, now, uh, so let's let's start off with the only new thing that I've played since the last time we recorded. I got Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, I got it for my PS4 Pro, and I fucking love it. If you've played Horizon, uh, then you understand the basic premise. You are Aloy, a female Nora Huntress who is, like, trying to deal with a lot of bullshit that's going on in the world. Um, They have, like, from what I've played, they have improved a lot of things that I had minor complaints with and then added more stuff on top of it that I can't really complain about. There's new robot monsters that are horrifying and annoying to fight until you get the mechanics down for how to fight them. There's new weapons and modifications to old weapons, so those are fun. Uh, you get you get a like my biggest gripe is the hour long tutorial intro section. Yeah, for like it, I don't know, man. Like these games keep getting long tutorials for the sequels, and it's just like give us an option, man. We've played the first one. And, well, like there is the, the the big problem is there is no other way because that's the intro quest is just an hour of linear as fuck. Yeah, the tutorial is usually the the prologue of the game, so you can't just skip that. It's shorter if you skip all of the dialogue, but I'd never played the game before, which meant watching every cutscene. And dear God, do I love Aloy's character. Because she has all of these little moments where she's like, yeah, I've done this shit before. I can handle myself. <laughs> um, it's I'm, I'm not going to state exactly when it happens, but there, is, there are two moments that I absolutely adore in this game from what I've come across so far. And I've, I'm like eight hours in, 10 hours in, somewhere in that range. Okay. So I've barely even scratched the surface of this game because I play this game like an obsessive hunter. I am going to dig up every little trinket and secret and love every second of it. So the first moment... You you encounter a thug, 
basically like he's a he's a thug who's like i'm badass and i'm gonna kick ass. actually there's three moments but it's like the first moment there's the thug he's like i'm gonna kick your ass and then you're like hi i saved the world last game do you alone think you can take me and he's like i've got four guys and the four guys are like uh no you don't <laughs> not if you're gonna fight her at which point he's like fine i don't even want that thing anyway and storms off and i just <laughs> loved it because that is the way someone who has saved the world before should act it's like motherfucker i can beat you with my arm behind my back walk away that's literally a comedy skit i watched on youtube yeah and i loved it it was it was absolute perfection in my opinion just, oh what hey, are you hey, doing here little girl i was like bitch hey, hey it's, it's, the two, it's the two times world savior and champion of three fractions armed with heavy armor and this and a ridiculously powerful sword that was four thousand years ago but i could totally take this person with my uh, rusty iron sword with right my now. rusty dagger and my skivvies yeah. that's all yeah. i've got and i'm gonna that's win all i need fight. hey that's not all he has he has gumption <laughs> I, I it's, and that's the thing I love it when games actively acknowledge this kind of shit uh, another moment that comes up uh, you're freeing some prisoners and like they're like we have to run is it safe yeah you guys go on ahead I gotta go kill the leader what but it's impossible you'll be killed and he's like eh I got it <laughs> just like that's yes this is how you should react this is how the hero should be they should be like yeah i did this before why would i be afraid why are you afraid for me you don't even know me go 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 to safety i got this no 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 don't don't wait go i'm good i got it and then another moment a guy is trying to stop you from doing what you want to do and in the last game you became friends with a fucking king so, like, like this guy's trying to stop you, and at one point he shouts, Arrest her! And then one of your other friends is like, You really think that's a good idea? You know, being that she saved the world, is friends with the king, oh, and could probably kick the asses of all of our men before she gets thrown in the jail cell? Yes, there is true. Let her fine. Charge! It's 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 moments like these that I love because it's the characters acknowledging and actually like they could have easily written him as like the completely inexcusable dumbass who just like blindly is like no I'm the boss and I say she doesn't get to do the thing, but instead it's like oh yeah you kind of saved the world. I'm the, but the problem now is I'm worried that that's just never going to show up again because the Forbidden West doesn't know you. The Forbidden West doesn't recognize your name. The Forbidden West has never seen you before. So why would they have any kind of respect for you at all? Yeah. Also, and, so just, this is just a quick question. So characters recognize this. Does the game recognize that you've done this? Because... No, the game does not, like, load your previous saves or anything like that. You're back at zero. They explain why you have no equipment, which is Aloy's been, like, doing shit for months and has lost all of her gear, which... That's bullshit. Like, makes me, it makes me wonder if, like, there are two Aloys. Like, the Aloy that's in the game and then the Aloy that's out of the game. And the Aloy that in, is in the game is actively being affected by a third party who's like, ah, you should you know, get a new a new bow and repair some of your gear. Because 
there's a, there are moments where she's like, oh, I got to go rush ahead and do stuff. And then you turn around and like save people and help people instead of doing the main quest. And she's like, man, I'm glad I did that. Cause it's like, I know it's probably not that, but it feels like maybe like there's some suggestion of like a third party outside control kind of thing going on. I don't think there probably, is. I think it's just probably not. Yeah, no, because, probably not. Like, but what it is, it's, let me pull the big term I'm probably using wrong. Ludonarrative dissonance. Yeah. That thing that he just said. Yeah, which is uh, the, the like, in-canon official reasoning for things and characterizations and stuff not lining up with the player character and the actual game itself. You shot me in the foot last time I saw you, Shepard! You can guess what I'm talking about next. That was just a bu- that was just a bug. I do I adore that in the third game though when he's <laughs> like, if I said you shot me in my foot, I'm sorry. I was, I wasn't I wasn't right in the head. <laughs> it's just like so dumb, so dumb. But I love it. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It just that fucking. Yeah, it's 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 like it's like when you spend uh, you know like uh, twenty hours doing side quests and then just like go go and fight the big evil guy and he's like ah. Right, right when I expected you, when we ju- you had you clearly ran right over here from when I showed up in my evil castle. Is, did either like, of you play Forbidden West? Uh, no, I only played the first one. I mean, did you? Either of you play Zero Dawn? Is what I meant. Oh yeah, uh, I played the first one. Valor surges are new, right? I'm uh, not misthinking that. It has been a few years, but they don't sound familiar. Yeah, so they've got this new ability called Valor Surges that you unlock by unlocking your skill tree. And the first one I got was the one that increases your stealth ability so you can walk right up to a monster and stab him in the face. Because I play as a sneaky boy. Yeah. Girl. I play as a sneaky girl in this game. Um, It's the best way to play, really. <laughs> like, the only things you can't sneak up on are bullshit. So, fuck them. <laughs> um, the Tumblers, because they can detect underground... Fuck them. I hate them. Um, but I, I've doubt, I've looked at all the skill trees and I'm like working my way through them. But like, I love that you don't just get skill points from leveling because it makes sense that you'd be able to pick up skills from things other than just, I did some fighting. Like you get skill points from doing quests and other side bullshit. And yeah. you'd think you think there'd be a way to like learn skills in a lot of games that has skills that didn't require you to spend a year in one location with a single person. D&D. I, I don't. To, we we talked about it recently, and that's why it was on my mind when you said it. We'll we'll talk about it when we get into die. Don't worry. Uh, like I'm going to explain that house rule so that people understand because that's a simple house rule. Um, because it's more complicated than what I said to you. But anyway, anyway. Um, uh, the metal shards are still like so abundant. I'm not sure why they're the currency. Like so abundant and so easy to get. Because if I need money, I just go to a nearby field full filled with beasts, stealth up, and just start stabbing them in the butts until I've got enough metal shards. Well, that's because not like, everyone else in the world is a goddamn superhero. But I, I think things should like if you want the cost to actually be prohibitive in any way, they should cost more because it's too easy to get like a hundred metal shards in no time. Of course, that might be just because I'm looking at all the low level gear. Yeah, like, look, look at Lola Gear, and this is probably not even close to like their intention. But if everyone, if everything was set to adventurer prices, everyone would starve to death. True. Very true. 
Yeah, it's, it's like it's like all right, we're going to get travel. We're going to get road rations. How many? How much are they? Ten gold per. <laughs> well, food is actually uh, like the most prohibitively expensive thing I've encountered. That's right. But only because I, there's some rare ingredients for the dish I want. I could get low level food, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I get commoners' food though? I want to count an I edible need to hunt gold. Down the rare ingredients so that I can have the highest quality food. And that's currently sitting on like three thousand metal shards, which is just because I did some hunting. I ate oh a two God. ounce so, steak so, and it cost me four thousand dollars. <laughs> some of, some of the mechanical animals are so annoying to fight. Hey, those were, those uh, rare ingredients are hard to find. Some of those some of those mechanical beasts are just such a pain in the ass to fight. I have to learn how to fight them properly, and I haven't yet, so it's mostly just me throwing myself at them and then rolling out of the way when they're about to murk my ass, and yep. then just ramming as many healing politices down my throat as I can. Yep, that's a strat. <sighs> it's not a good strat, but it's my strat. Hey, uh, that strat got me get, through the entirety of the first game. You get a lot of uh, returning friends from the old game, and it's been so long since I last played that I didn't recognize any of them until I got to the last one so far introduced. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this guy! Hey, it's my buddy. <laughs> hey, what's hey, your name again? Guy. This guy was one of my yeah. favorites. And um, it's no spoilers. It's Aaron, the drunken lout who hits things with a big hammer, whose name sounds suspiciously, sim suspiciously similar to mine. Yeah, he was my favorite character in the last game, and he's shaping up to be my favorite character in this one. Yeah. Uh, I do not remember him, but he sounds like he'd be my favorite because he's the most like a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, he's like a tall dwarf. <laughs> yeah, for those that don't I'm know, ready for a fight yeah. and shit like that. For those that don't know, I have an unconditional love for a lot of dwarfs. Just if there is a dwarf in a game, I'll probably end up really liking him. Uh, but yeah, um, so far I'm having an absolute blast. I got the shield thing that lets you glide. And immediately climbed to the highest point that I could and just glided as far as I could. Yes, you are a video game player. <laughs> it's it's so much fun. And it is so beautiful. Like, I have even, like, the barren desert lands are pretty. Like, everything is interesting to look at. Everywhere I'm going, I'm going up to high places. Be like, I'm going to explore that next. I'm popping open the map. Be like, oh, there's a ruin over here. Going there. Uh, my ADHD is hitting me hard. <laughs> I think I completed one ruin and I found like five. But I did climb the fucking tall neck first. You gotta climb the tall neck. Otherwise, you're just wandering around, wandering around blind. Yeah. Oh, man. But I am, I am enjoying this game to my utmost right now. I am you, you having. Did, you did say that you were doing this on the PS4 Pro. Yes, PS4 Pro. Okay. Um, same. So, what's the PS4 was, Pro like compared to the regular PS4? Uh, it honestly, I, I, things are prettier. Games run a little bit more like, like I can run Cyberpunk without lagging, without like having to stop every five seconds because I'm worried it's going to crash because it's trying to load in the background. Um, which is a thing I had to do with cyberpunk. I would go around for like, I'd be playing for like two hours and then the game would start to get into a stutter mode where it's like, all right, 
gotta stop for a few minutes gotta stop for like a minute then i can play for like 20 minutes more then i gotta stop for another minute then i can play and then I eventually it just gets to the point where i have to save and load and i did i did not have that issue with the pro the pro is handling the game fine and i, w- I actually had like a salesman tell me oh yeah no you don't want to get that on the pro you want to get that on the ps5 the pro won't render it as well and i'm like motherfucker i've got it on a pro I've got a pro. I don't have a PS5 because you guys aren't selling them. And I loaded up. I like I loaded it up ex- fully expecting like texture popping and like just fragments of the level geometry not loading. I have had no issues. It has it is running smoothly and beautifully. However, as beautiful as it is, I am glad that I got a pro before I got this game. Because I am willing to bet that it would have made my PS4 make sounds that would have made me fr- afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually looking at like a performance comparison between the games. Okay, and uh, loading times are a fucking ridiculous difference because that's that's like the big that's like the big thing about the PS5 is that it was like hey we're using SSD so it's way faster loading times, which I don't care about loading times. You will when the loading times are the difference of one minute and, te- and ten seconds or thirteen seconds. Eh, I don't care about loading times. <laughs> I read the tips. <laughs> I just sit there <laughs> reading the tips on the screen. I don't care. I'm chill. I honestly don't know what I expected. You're a person who staunchly believes that there's no difference between thirty and sixty FPS. <laughs> no, there is a difference. I just can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie to people don't lie to people don't lie about me to people uh, <laughs> I, I... I, but do, no, I, I um, do not know I do not understand I have bad eyes I make up for it with other senses yeah my eyes are dog shit too I, I spend 95% of my life in like 6 inches away from a fucking computer monitor I don't know. I, anybody who says they can't see the difference, I think either they haven't seen the difference between 60 and 30 or they're just lying. Well, I know I've seen the difference between 60 and 30, and I can't really tell the difference. And that just might be that I haven't been exposed to it enough. Like, I'm willing to admit that. But. Anyway, so, yeah, like, like the big difference is just like, you know. Graphical fidelity and then the frame rate. PS5 can run it at a. Like PS5 can run it at 60. Or it can run it at. Yeah, it can run it at 60 at 1080p or run it at 30 at high resolutions, but with like. But with. And with more like, you know, graphical detail. So one of my favorite things to do in this game is to kill an enemy, wait for his friends to come up to him, and then activate my stealth cloak. And, like, walk up to the enemies that are investigating the body and kill them. <laughs> so, like, there's just a little pile of corpses slowly building. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. Because if you're invisible, you can, like, they don't react. Which I think is actually a flaw. <clears throat> like, I think the enemy should freak out and run away or maybe drop, like, a firebomb or something to try and, like, flush out the obviously invisible enemy. Um, but they don't do that. They just stand there waiting for you to stab them with your spear, which is fun. I'm not going to deny that it's fun as hell to stab them with my spear, but also also this is just another 
playing devil's advocate a lot here, I guess, but is invisibility on humans a regular thing in this world, or is it just something Aloy has? I think it's just something Aloy has. Yeah, so they wouldn't really like so they wouldn't really think it's like it's like, all right, I stabbed this guy. No one is around, which means I'm probably gonna be fine from being stabbed. No, no, but that's the thing. They two of them will walk up to a body. I will stalk up to one of them and fucking flip them over my back. And like, and there are invisible enemies. There are invisible robots. I saw them like they were spoiled in a tips video. I watched, um, there are invisible robots. So they, there is a pre precedent for an invisible enemy of some sort. But would they leave like, but would they, but they, but they, but would they leave sword stab wounds? Probably not. But even still, I flip <laughs> a guy over to break his neck. The guy who's standing next to him should at the very least run the fuck away. Instead, they stand there like, huh? Yeah, that's just video game guards. Yeah, I know. Just, what I was wish. that noise? Yeah. Who turned out the lights? Boing. Must yeah. have been a rat. Oh, God. <laughs> Must have been the wind. Yeah, that's definitely the sound that wind makes. Yeah. Crack crack. Oh, must have must have been must have been a wayward uh, chiropractor. <laughs> I also absolutely love environmental kills in this game. <laughs> because if you're if you pull out if you got the long shot or whatever the sniper bow is, you can literally be on the other side of a battle map, like drop something on an enemy, and by the time they would get anywhere near you, their alert has ended. <laughs> so they just turn around and walk away. <laughs> That's always fun. Ew. Yeah, it's a blast. It is a blast. Yeah, it's it's like an arrow came from over there. Go get her. <laughs> well, I'm out here again. Oh well, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm dead. I don't even get to scream. Yeah, just uh, must have been the wind. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I love. That's one thing I love in video games is that when you kill them, no one screams in their dying moments loud enough to be heard. Yeah, most elf games I've played. The sound of you snapping their neck is louder than them grunting in pain. Yeah, I, and you're pulling off some theatric fucking stealth kills. Like I said, you're flipping people over. You're throwing people. Yeah. Like, it's not just quick spear stab, slit throat. No, it's and triple lutz into the ropes. Oh, he's not getting up after that one. My God, Alo's going up top. You can do drop kills. You can drop <laughs> down from shit and kill things. Oh, man. But the stealth field amplifies oh, damage. Oh, there's Aloy with the insane elbow from across the ring. Like, the stealth field amplifies your stealth strike damage. So you can, like, I've still got all the beginning gear. Like, I don't have anything that's not green except for the pole caster, which is legendary. But... You you can go in with the basic bitch gear and kill like mid-sized mechs, which like for, for in the first game, I was terrified of mid-sized mechs until I saw the large class mechs. And then I was terrified of the large class mechs because I was strong enough to take out the mid-class mechs in one stealth shot. <laughs> so like the fact that I could take out the mid-class mechs terrifies me because I don't want to fight the large ones yet. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> the large ones scare me. Um, 
But no, like I am, I, I absolutely adored the first game. I am so glad that I picked up the second one, but I'm also glad that I picked up the second one on the pro because like, I know that the pro was an upgrade from the original PS4 and my original PS4 was the original, original PS4 Yep. day of release pre-ordered like launch day edition <laughs> PS4. It was a piece of crap and it served me well for a long time. And the same thing's going to be said for the PS4 pro. Um, speaking of one of the things that served me well on, I recently have been uh, taking it upon myself to do challenge playthroughs. It's where I go back through a game that I've mastered and challenge myself to do it in a harder way. Uh, and the first challenge play playthrough that I did was on the Mass Effect trilogy. Play through all the games, completing only the mandatory story stuff, which is where it gets difficult because you can't power level by doing all the side quests. <laughs> um... Did you do as thing? a sentinel? Did you do the, Did you do the same thing you were going to do the last time, where you only recruited? No, I recruited everybody. I recruited Aww. everybody, and doing their loyalty missions is mandatory, in my opinion. Um, but as a sentinel, without using any guns, the hardest game to do this on is the first one, which is why it I did it on big. Insanity. <laughs> <laughs> so. My ultimate strategy for the first game was to let my allies do most of the work. <laughs> like, there were a few times where they just couldn't hit anything, so I would, like, pop out of cover and fire off a pull or a push, well, a pull or a throw, and then just duck back behind cover and pray. <laughs> because you are so squishy, and the enemies take so much damage on Insanity. I mean, it I is... play a Sentinel, but I didn't go without any guns, because that's that's lunacy. Did you do it on Insanity difficulty? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think I... Probably I, not, because especially in the first game, Insanity difficulty is bullshit. I the enemies thinking, I, actively cheat, and it's just not that fun. But I did it so I could get to the later games. What do you mean actively the cheat? Later. Do they, like, wall clip or some shit? Uh, they spam an ability with no cooldown. Ah, okay. They'll, they'll just, like, instantly load up immunity and just start spamming it. So you, like, it's it's so much work to kill anything. Which meant every fight took forever. And then I got to the fucking Thorian Creeper. Oh, my God. Because your allies don't shoot the Thorian Creeper nodes. And I don't know if I just wasn't hitting it, but it didn't seem like any of my abilities were doing damage to the Thorian Creeper mode nodes. So, from my playthrough, I could not beat Mass Effect 1 without ever firing a gun. Couldn't you just, like, were you, like, targeting the stuff with your with your allies, or were you just letting them run buck wild and then hoping they did the right thing? I was letting them run buck wild because that was more fun for me. Okay, so you could have done it if you had it aimed with them. Well, I don't know. Again, I don't know if I could have commanded them to shoot the Thorian Creeper nodes. Did you shoot the Mako's gun? No. I got out of the Mako, used to discover, and power blasted my way through everything. So I guess you didn't take out any Thresher Maws then? No, I did not. I have taken out a Thresher Maw without being in the Mako before. I don't have to do that anymore because they stopped, They removed the penalty for Mako XP. 
<laughs> but no, I did not take out any Thresher Maws. No, I, I used a, I used a one gun, a shotgun, to knock down the Thorian Creeper nodes. And that's the only thing I used a shotgun for. So I personally consider the run still completed by my strict rules. Mm, I'm going to have to. We're going to have to pull it to the, judge, the judge's panel. Okay. I, uh, I, I, believe, I believe they say it's okay if like you're, you're allowed to break your rule because otherwise you cannot complete the game by doing so. Well, I think he didn't set a rule that he couldn't target his allies and stuff. I actually didn't even know that the allies could be like commanded to shoot at specific things. I was gonna say I don't. Think I have played this I game for can, years I think, and I, I didn't know can. that was a thing. I think you can. Like I don't know. I don't. I was. I was gonna. Lie. I don't think you could do that in the first game. I think, I'll try to remember to test it. Uh, I I remember I remember like one of the big things with like you know the Bioware style RPGs is like when you pause the thing in order to like give your allies like orders you can just go instead of going use abilities on thing you just go hey shoot that thing yeah but I don't know if you could do that in the fr- I, I know in the second and third game you, there could be a you could have a like hey everybody shoot what I'm shooting at but I don't know if, I don't know if you could do that in the first game also I couldn't shoot anything but I will test that and get back to you. Um, because I'll just load up Mass so, Effect. So, I'll, but, I'll probably but, load into my Sentinel playthrough. So, usually, usually, I think the rule is that is like if you if you cannot progress in the game without having to break your rule, then you could, but only but only do it as much as you need to. It's like yeah, it's, it's like, like the single character challenge where the game forces you to use another character for the for whatever segment. You're like, well, okay, I can't just not do it. So on to Mass Effect Two. This was a fucking cakewalk. Like Mass Effect 2 and 3 powers only runs are a joke because they amped the powers. They made them more effective. Uh, Going through to Sentinel, it was relatively easy. I just had to every once in a while command an ally to break down some shields so that I could then proceed to eat them. I was going to say, as a Sentinel, can't can't you damage both shields and armor? I was hyper fixated on getting Reeve as high as it, as high as I could. Okay, and since I wasn't doing any of the side quests, I wasn't. I, I, I did. I didn't hit max level. I remember. I, I remember if, if, like, if someone has armor, then like something else would do extra damage. And if someone has a barrier, then something else would do extra damage. Mm-hmm. Like fire, electrical, and then psychic damage. Um, and finally, and like again, I'm doing these all on insanity. And then finally, Mass Effect 3. Now, I know I can beat Mass Effect 3 on Insanity difficulty all the way through without using a single gun. I've done it before. Why would you want to? Because it's fun. Playing a challenge is fun. In fact, why would you want to play Mass Effect 3 again? Because I love (laughs) Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. No. But because because I've... Alex, remember how long it took us to convince him that Andromeda was a bad game? Because I've beaten the game, I'll get him. I'll get him to go with three, two, one of these days. No, you won't. (laughs) Um, Because it has the Citadel DLC, which is what I consider the true ending of the Mass Effect series. Ah, yes, the the, the yes, the typical fanboy thing of I love this thing. As long as you ignore the ending and go with this other ending that I like better. I'm gonna say so long as you. It's good as long as you use my headcanon, not what happens in the actual game. But. so I, I, pl- I play through and I get almost to the ending. And instead of doing the last mission, I go and do the Citadel DLC. <laughs> and that is my considered true ending. That is, that's, I beat it on insanity difficulty. I could go back and slaughter the final 
end bullshit, but this reminding is to... everyone just having a random house party in Shepard's place and they just forgetting all about the fact that the Reapers are coming to destroy. Then them. I'd have to fire a gun again. <laughs> no, <laughs> because like... you have to shoot the pistol at the end. Just... I have tried other ways. Just the ending is just you go to house party and everyone's like, say the line, Shepard. On Commander Shepard, this is my favorite store in the Citadel. <laughs> Actually, the line is, shoot them! <laughs> yeah, you, you, it, just, uh, it, just ends, it just ends like an Ace Attorney game. <laughs> mm-hmm. But instead of saying... That's actually true. You can't get to the ending in 3 without using a gun. Yeah, you have to because, fire a gun in 3. Because because it, like in like the last stretch, you 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 only have your pistol and can't do anything else. And mm-hmm. you can't get and you and you can't defeat Marauder Shields unless you uh, use the gun because Marauder Shields is trying to protect everyone from the ending. He's the true hero of the game. Yeah, I'm so, like the bastard shepherd. Like I like I said, I could go back and finish because I absolutely know that I am powerful enough to slaughter the ending. I'm not gonna, because honestly, the ending is the worst part of that game. Like the other one, the other two, the ending's fucking great. That game, the entire end sequence after you reach the point of no return is just a fucking slog. I don't think I even and it was reached worse. the ending in Mass Effect 3. Hmm? Oh. oh no, we have we have to tell him how bad the ending is. No, I I'm aware of I'm aware of like the memes around the ending and stuff. I've looked up stuff about it. I just never got to the ending myself well, because I got partway through and was like, "Wow, I'm not having fun." Well, yeah. let me let me actually How about, how about that final boss? Oh wait, there isn't one. Unless you let me count explain it to you. Let me explain it to you with uh uh like how I how I did it on my uh, first challenge playthrough of Mass Effect 3 as a Sentinel with only powers. So first you go to uh, the, um, oh fuck, what are their names? I never remember their names. Cerberus Station, where you have to infiltrate the station. And if you're doing it powers only, hide behind cover while you fire off reeve after reeve after reeve after reeve at the fucking mech as it slowly looms towards you to murder your ass. Because uh, your companions are useless on insanity difficulty, then you, you find can't out steal it, and then you find oh yeah you cannot steal mechs. That's another thing that fucking sucks about doing this playthrough. Because like mechs are fucking fun. In order to steal mechs, steal. you have to, you have to shoot through the glass, which <laughs> yep. you can't do if you're not using a gun. Yep. Can you unequip uh, all your guns and try doing it? Mm. What? Like it's like you see, you need to shoot through the glass. But if you don't have yeah. a gun equipped, do you still need to shoot through the glass? Yeah, yeah, you have to you have to shoot it with one of your guns. Yeah. Okay. And you you have to you have to shoot the glass specifically and break and then approach it and hit the action button and he'll like throw the guy out and take over it. Yeah. You have to shoot it and then kill the guy piloting without destroying the mech. So I assume that so I said that because you managed the game, you tried aiming your guys at him, right? Yep. Doesn't work. Okay. They kill the mech before they break the glass. Okay, every time. Um, and I also looked it up. And I also looked it up. I do. Tur- I also looked it up. I do believe that that ability is in the first game. All right. Well, I'll have to test it and probably confirm what you've said. Yeah. According according um, to yeah. Again, this is for reference. The only real thing I could find about this was on a post on Twitter from ten years ago. A post on Reddit from ten years ago. 
on the Mass Effect subreddit. Didn't say what game, but fuck it. I'm just assuming that it was in all of them because it's a Bioware game and they wouldn't they would not include that feature in the first game. Because they, yeah, they run, built on a different engine. They had that yeah, they had that feature in Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, then it probably is in there. That's been then in I every Bioware style it. RPG. They had it in Dragon Age. Yeah, I've not mastered Dragon Age, any of them. Like I I'm not gonna claim that. But yeah, like you, you, you aim it, you aim it, you like go into either you don't like either the power thing or just like aim at them, and then you hit the button that says "Hey, hey, ally, go take cover there" while you're aiming at something, and it'll go shoot that thing. Hmm, okay, I'll have to try that. Uh, so which might make the run valid again in everyone's eyes because then I could use them to shoot the Thorian Creeper notes if that's possible. Um, so. <sighs> You got me off my train of thought. So you beat this. You, you eventually go through all the route, all the way through the station. You have to fight Kai Lang. It's a fucking pain in the ass. Like every fight is when you don't use guns. Like again, two and three, it's way easier to fight without using guns, but it's still a pain in the ass to not use guns. Shock. Um, yeah. A gun, a game designed around guns, not using guns. It's weird. Yeah. Who would have thought <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it's completely rational. It's a completely legitimate build. And they're just <laughs> trying to stop me. Uh, but, so, you get through that, and then you go to Earth. And on Earth, you fight nothing but Reaper enemies over and over and over again. And it's always waves, or it's, it's this, that. It's such a boring, boring segment. Until eventually you launch rockets at a Reaper, and the Reaper falls, and that lets you teleport up to the station where you get to shoot the button. Woo! And then you get the memes. Any reason you couldn't push it? Well, it's covered by... It's like a fuse thing. Like, it's a fuse. You have to shoot it out. Any reason you couldn't power uh, it? Yeah, powers don't work at that point. Yeah. Well, you, you, have a, you have a pistol, and that's it. Your powers okay. don't work. Your melee doesn't work. In fact, Shepard just kind of like crawls along at a limp. It is so uh, boring. I I can you stick you your can dick in it? Uh, no, I think I think you can get one of the other endings though. If you you can throw yourself in the like column thing because that doesn't require shooting. But again, I'm not doing any of the side quests, so I didn't have enough completion to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you're a par and I assume you did a paragon run, so you couldn't do the other the other one. Which you also have to shoot. Ah, do you have to shoot it? I thought you can just hit it. I'm pretty sure you have to shoot it. I don't think so. I might be wrong. Yeah, I guess I guess, so, I guess so I know. you guys are making me you guys are making me reload I'm gonna have to reload both like I remember, two I remember, games. I to, to, to to do destroy you have to shoot the panel to blow it up. To uh to get synthesis you just have to walk over to the hole and throw yourself mm -hmm. in. And to use control, you just have to go over to the panel and activate it, which I think you just hit a couple. Yeah, I've buttons. I've never done control, so. <laughs> well, so actually, here's a question. I was I was just thinking about it, and like with the amount of people that you shoot in the face as as renegade, that could in spirit invalidate the run. Yes, but when doing that, does it actually spend ammo? No. <laughs> No, it does not spend ammo. It does, it does not, not expend ammo. any ammunition. Okay, so that's that's a consideration for the judges panel. 
I, I, I was going to say, there are a lot of cutscene cut points where you're shooting regardless of what you were doing. But it does not yeah, expand those, ammo. Those do not expend ammo. Those do not count. Because if they did, then in like the first world, you're fucked. Yeah, you, you, have, you have to mod the game to like remove though, guns. Though in Mass Effect 2, there is a segment where you're you are given Garrus's sniper rifle and have the option to snipe one of the robots. You are not allowed to do that because that is you actively yeah, that, that pulling is an active the trigger. Choice. That is an active choice to shoot something, which also means if you did do side stuff and went to hang out with Garrus on the Citadel, you couldn't win the sniping tournament because, like. Like you'd be, you're choosing whether or not shoot. you can't hang out with Garrus because you're choosing to shoot during that entire sequence. So say lovey. Did you guys see the backlash recently against Garrus? Oh no. Why? What did he do? Uh, he, he be a cop. Oh, right. Yeah. And that was enough to make everyone hate him. He was a cop who quitted, but he's also like he is definitely a dirty cop. Oh yeah, of course, I was gonna, of course he was. He I was, was doing vig- say, he was doing vigilante murders. Yeah, I was, I was, was. I was gonna say he went he went from like he graduated from dirty cop to Punisher mode. Yeah, he's that's not it. That's not even a dirty cop. That's just the he went bad guy. That's just dirt. <laughs> he went badgy. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, theoretically, he only killed people that quote deserved it, but you know. Yeah, so did Dexter. He chose chose to murder people. Like, he's a bad guy. I hate to say it about my boy, because one of my favorite characters, but he went bad guy. I mean, so is Shepard. Yeah. Shepard is an agent agent of the council as their personal cop, and he kills many people, whether you want. I mean, sure, sure sure you could play Shepard as like, well, he only killed him in self-defense after he tried to bring him in. Yeah. Yeah. Or you do, or you do like the super fucked up cave thing of just like stand there and just tell your, just stand there and then let the people around you murder people. Garrus, shoot him. Well, apparently you didn't know you could do that, so he can't really do that. Oh, yeah, but I bring, I always bring Garrus on that mission. Well, I, I can't do that mission because it's a side mission. <laughs> yeah, it, it sucked because a lot of my favorite missions are side missions, so I couldn't do them. But it was a super fast playthrough. I think I, I think I broke my record time. Uh, like the. All of my I can all of my records are under like full like one hundred percent complete playthroughs. So Ugh, it's frustrating. I'm betting there's a glitch to get by the Thorian Creeper. Now I'm going to have to do research. Damn you! <laughs> oh no, you'll have to read about a game you love. So moving on. Pff, fuck that! I'm going to find a YouTube video. <laughs> so wait, so question does Garrus count? Does Garrus count as a minority though? I have no idea. That's the that's the, that's the more important question, you know, because you know, well, maybe he's just. I don't think so, because there are a lot system. of Turians. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I know, uh, I know, there's a whole planet worth of Turians, but like around around uh, around Earth and the Citadel, it's mostly humans. Well, yeah, because that's around Earth, but like, like you're not, you're like you're spending a lot, like spending a lot of time like out in the galaxy too. Yeah, yeah so- most of the people you run into were humans. Yes. Okay. Uh, how long was your playthrough? Actually, just curious. Uh, my Mass Effect, my Mass Effect One playthrough was ten hours thirty minutes. Ooh, that is still about five. That is still about five to ten times longer than the world speed record. 
I'm not looking for a world speed record. I'm not crazy yet. Completely. Yeah. Not like completely crazy. Yeah. Like, like you, like you, like your challenge runs are like only one or two rungs above speed running. Because like, I'm not looking down on speed runners. Those guys are fucking awesome. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just saying like, it's not going to take, like, it's not gonna take long. Like one thing will happen. Like it'll, it'll be one thing, or like a cascade of small things that will eventually get you going. Like, like, hey, I'm gonna, like, hey, I wonder if there's a glitch to get around this. Fuck- about, I wonder if there's a glitch that, to get around this fucking that, shield. And then, oh, I wonder if there's a glitch to get around this part of the game. Oh, I wonder if there's a glitch to get through this game. Is that glitchless? Uh, any is that per- the glitchless world record? Uh, no, this is uh, any percent. Uh, yeah, it's just any percent. Okay. Because I wonder how close I am to a glitchless world record because I didn't use any glitches. Uh, and me. none actually occurred for me, which is interesting because at least half the time I fall through the world. Like there, there's a point on the Citadel where if you don't position yourself right, you either get locked into place, and there's another point where if you don't position yourself right, you can fall forever. Uh, yeah, just just current world record, like first, third, second place. First place is without loading, without loads. Um, one hour, 50 minutes, seven seconds. Second place Damn. is one hour, 58 minutes, 54 seconds. And third place is two hours, 38 minutes, 51 seconds. And that, is, and that is specifically for Mass Effect 1 as part of the Legendary Edition. Yeah, because each edition has different bugs and issues that they have to work through. Yeah, and this is, this uh. is also specifically on the PC version. Mm. There are currently no uh, runs listed for the Xbox One or PS4 versions. All right. So that means I have to record my footage and submit it never mind (laughs) (laughs) um like it's not even the ps4 literally has tools built in to help you stream and record footage too much effort (laughs) i say having just done a sentinel insanity run yeah i was gonna say that's too much effort so i did i did this isn't the only challenge run i did uh, there's another game that I consider myself to have mastered, and that's Persona 5. Uh, I'm probably going to find out from talking about it that I have not even come close to mastering it, just like I did with Mass Effect, since I did not realize I could command people in Mass Effect 1. That makes me feel dumb. <laughs> Wait, so, so, what's, so what is it just you didn't realize that you couldn't command them to shoot? Well, you couldn't command them, I knew period. I could command them. Okay. I knew I could command them, because... I mean, it like it's a required part of the tutorial. They teach you how to like bring up the weapon wheel, and you can't really look at the weapon move without saying, "I wonder what this button does." Okay, because that um, cause there's a difference between what you said and what you meant. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I'm a dum dum, but anyway, so I had like I I've played Persona Five to death. I've played it completely new game i played it new game plus i've bread and buttered everything about it so i thought what could be challenging because i've done i've done a melee only run that you know got stopped by the fucking enemies that are immune to melee damage and just reflect it back so you've got to use so at the at the most you can do items like you can't like because I, I didn't feel like it was breaking it if I used items, but it still felt a little like I was breaking it. But I've done like one persona only runs. I've done restricted persona lists. I think, so, I think that was 
I think that was the only one I only did. Right, I used our scene and only our scene. Yeah, that one's a fun one. That is a fun challenge. Except I it's made difficult it as hell. But I mean, well, well, I mean, I made our scene pretty ridiculous. So yeah, so I, I didn't use the original our scene. I gave him lots of powers ups. Well, you can't use the original our scene because they force you to merge him. Um, well, I mean, you can just resummon the same thing. But I yeah, I upgraded. I upgraded. I upgraded his abilities and I added a couple other ones, so I made him pretty powerful. So, I decided the rule for this run was that I could only recruit Persona in the first dungeon. Now, a Persona that's forced on you, I have to take them because they're forced on me. So, they're fine, they're free to use. But the only Persona that I could actively recruit were in the first dungeon. So the dog shit ones. And I could not fuse them to make better ones. <laughs> so the only persona I can use are the ones I get in the first dungeon or any that are forced on me. That is my rule. Which in addition, on you? I can't remember. There's so many persona in those games, but there's like one or two. And I think I think the forced ones are all in the first dungeon. I actually haven't completed this playthrough yet. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the only one that gets forced on you is Pixie, who's in the first dungeon anyway. Yeah. Um there'll be plenty of ones that talk to me, but I'll just ask them for stuff <laughs> instead of recruiting any of them. Um <clears throat> so the first dungeon is a cakewalk. There's not really any issue because they're the persona you're supposed to have at this point. The second dungeon is also a cakewalk. Um, I need to actually look up the list of the order of dungeons because I'm currently in. Uh, I'm currently in the space one, which I don't get why everybody. Everybody shits on the space one because it's fun. I like the space one. So that's the fifth one. That's the yeah. fifth one. I th I, th I think I think people found the airlock sections hard the first time they did it until you figure out what the trick was. Yeah, and I, it's I, really I, 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 remember easy. When, I remember when I was going through my replay, I was like, "Why did I find this so hard?" So, like, like, like I said, like I said, Kamashita's Palace is a fucking cakewalk. The only real issue that I ran into was I didn't have anything really to regenerate SP. So, like, by the time I also uh, this is a personal rule. Once I've unlocked the ability to go all the way through a palace, I go all the way through a palace. It's not a rule for this run, but once I have unlocked the ability to complete a palace, I complete the palace just because then it's off my to-do list. I can go and do other stuff. But Kamashita's Palace, Cakewalk, I power leveled for a bit. I think I got to... What level did I end up at? I think I got to level like 20, I want to say. I don't know, I, but I, I, I overleveled in Kamashita's palace because I knew it would be the easiest palace. Um, I ended up spamming a lot of uh, a lot of Zeos from uh, from Ryuji <laughs> and a lot of fire from on because they, this is basically a use your teammates the most effectively run. Yeah, because cause I was gonna say like if, you are garbage. Well, yeah, because like fucking fifth palace, you're just still pulling out just fucking like Aji's and some shit. Whatever, yeah. whatever the fuck Arsene has, and then everyone else is like, "All right, yeah, I'm doing fucking Mirage Lao. Let's go." I assume so. You can't upgrade your personas either. No fusing. No, 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 not fusing. 
Yeah, you can give them new abilities and like merge other persona into them to make them I, more powerful and shit. I was but. gonna say, okay, like you can't use cards and stuff like that because I know you get a bunch of decent cards. Yeah, yeah, like, and I have upgraded some of my persona with cards, but I don't get to make some of the best stuff because I can't do strength at all. Wait, I realized this at the third dungeon. What do you mean you for can't strength? Do... You have to fuse personas, and I can't fuse personas. Yeah. So I cannot do the strength confidant at all. Oh, okay. I am also incredibly limited on which personas I get because I like I I can't I can't raise confidants as quickly because I don't have the right personas. So that's fun. <laughs> I mean, all these all these fucking. Uh... It's like, yeah, I do all these fun runs. They're fucking dog shit, and I can't do dick in them. <laughs> but then I get to Madarame's palace uh, after Kamishida, and like the real challenge there is the final boss fight, getting the element to hit the right piece of the face. But even that's not really a big deal. I ended up shooting everything most of the time, which becomes my go-to in this game. Shooting my gun becomes my go-to, which is why after Matarame, I start working my ass off to raise my guts so that I can talk to the hanged man so that I can start getting my gun upgrades as quickly as possible. After him is Kaneshiro. Kaneshiro is fucking bullshit. Actually, I should say Matarame is bullshit because of the fact that it's like, like... I did a melee only run a little while ago and he's where you first run into the, uh, I think it's Shikyoji, uh, the origami man who is immune to physical. Ah, yes. Which I was like, Oh, this would stop a melee only run. If I didn't allow myself to use items, die. <laughs> just use all of the items that I've made. Yeah, in my I'm pretty time. sure. I'm pretty sure a melee only run is just literally impossible because there are just so many. Yeah, there are so many persona that are immune to like like there's, a there's, true there's, melee only run is there, impossible. There are there are bosses you have to fight that are immune to to physical. So like it's yeah. literally mm -hmm. just it's literally impossible. But Kaneshiro is fucking bullshit because he summons those two flies in Royal, who like protect him. And deal damage to you, and it was such hell keeping my party up. Because at this point, I was under level because I hadn't done any grinding for a little while. Um, it was such a pain in the ass. Oh, I was so I was so frustrated by the end of it. But Futaba's Palace was another cakewalk. The only real problem was when I got like my like all but one member of my party turned into a mouse. <laughs> and that was fun. I had to flee from that battle. <laughs> like it's only in challenge runs that I ever flee from battles. Because in regular runs, I could just blow through them all. But Futaba was, like, her palace wasn't a real challenge. The only real challenge was her mom. And that was mostly, all right, I guess I'm guarding now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's most of that fight is guard, shoot it with a crossbow, smack her in the face, guard, and then repeat, rinse and repeat. Like, the bosses are really where the challenge comes in here because they will fucking wreck you. And I, I'm actually afraid of Okamoras, like the the bosses at the end of Okamoras, because you have to hit them with elementality. 
and the only elementality I have is items <laughs> because I don't. It's, I've got Zeo. I've got. I think I've got Augie, and you I've got Pulinpa. You have you have your party members. Do you not use them? Oh, I use my party members, but like then I've got like a little bit more coverage. But the real problem is my damage is so low. Like the real problem of this run is my damage is garbage. Well, yeah, because that's use, cause the you're real using, danger of because you're using like first dungeon personas and they're all dog shit. I should also play, say I'm playing on merciless. Uh, you <laughs> fucking dipshit. It's like God. This is such bullshit. I know I'm not. I know I'm not building anything up. I know I'm using the worst personas, but it's so so fucking sucks. I'm gonna do this for another seventy five hours. Uh, but yeah, the speedrunners, they're I, insane. I, I I didn't say they were insane. I said they were amazing. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah. So. My run, my uh, my uh, my first dungeon run is going well. I have yet to die. Like, that's my biggest fear is like dying, but I have yet to die. That's most people's biggest so, fear. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's so realistic. Uh, I, I have yet it. to die, so I was gonna say I don't know. I know I know quite a few people that are like, oh yeah, I guess I'll die. Yeah, mm. that meme exists. No, it's not a it's not a meme. It's li- literally like they're in a situation where like death is imminent, and they're just like, yeah, "That's all right." Yeah, no, I like I like I like Alex, I was talking to this Alex. Th- who are you talking to? I don't know some guy. Why? <laughs> I what's his name? <laughs> what what's his name in the Discord, Alex? Yeah. What has been what has been a reason that we've stopped recording a couple of times? Uh, you're still alive, though. <laughs> Only legally. Oh, I love hanging out with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to this one guy like a couple weeks ago, and he was like, "He was like, yeah, I don't really feel like doing this thing tomorrow. Maybe I'll just like take all my pills and die." And I was like, "That's a strangely casual thing to say." He's like, "Well, I've, I've been tired of life for years." That man needs a hug or a woman. I'm not going to assume it's a man, but that person needs a hug. I believe it is a man. Or, you know, therapy. They need a hug. And not to take all their pills at once. Never do that. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I I, I think. Like, you may think that it's making it easier for you, but all of the other people around you that suffer, like, let that weigh on you before you do something terrible like that to yourself. There's, There's people that love you, no matter what you think. There are numbers to reach out and get help. Also, if it doesn't work, those pills are expensive to replace. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, no, you're completely right, but god damn it, dead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so <laughs> I am I am at Okamoris, and so far the robots have been a pain in the ass. So I'm not looking forward to fighting all of them at once. Well, that's what I've been doing. What you guys been doing? Uh, Alex. So, uh, it's, it's time for yet another update on the, the saga of my laptop. Oh, it's been a while. Oh, no. Yes. I'm waiting for the next lore dump. 
Uh, so the next lore, so so the next lore dump is there was the, the guy I sent it to get repaired to uh, said he was getting a part shipped in from China in April eighth, and then hopefully he'd be able to fix it. And I called the shop four times, and he's never there. Of course not. It's always some other guy, and they're always like, "Yeah, we'll give you." Uh, I'll give him the message, and then I never get the message. And I called. I called. I called it the other day. And I was like, "Yeah, is he there?" And he's like, "No." And I was like, "Is this the same guy I've been talking to the last three times?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's me." I was like, "Where is he?" He's like, "I don't know, man. I haven't seen him here in days." I don't know. Like thirty minutes before you call, he always says he has to duck out, and then we don't see him for another couple days. I was. He's 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 like is is like is there anything I could do to help you? And I was like, "Do you know where he lives?" <laughs> I mean, I was like, he's like, I mean, I, I could go look it up, I guess. And I was like, no, 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 don't go, don't go this house. I was, I was not being serious. He's like, oh, sorry, man. Yeah, sorry, bruh. Yeah, basically, like this just casual stoner dude. That's just like, if I you want to you like come to the store, we could like split, pot? We could, like, split this blunt. I could, except his store is in Connecticut, which is a. Why is the store in Connecticut? <laughs> Why did you go to Connecticut to get your laptop fixed? I didn't go to Connecticut. I shipped. I shipped it up there. You're never getting your laptop back. Yeah, that, let's just be honest with that. Laptop here. has been stripped for has been stripped for his precious metals. And the guy you're talking to is the same guy. Yeah, he's, he's just putting on a voice. He's yeah, putting he's on just a voice. putting on a voice. I don't know. I said I said it to North Carolina. And the guy couldn't fix it, so he sent it up to this guy he knows in Connecticut. You gonna you your, your laptop's gone, man. Yeah, like, like when you call, does he answer like "hello"? And then as soon as he realizes it's you, he goes, "Oh, what's up, dude? Oh, what's up, bro?" No, <laughs> not unless he not unless he has me on caller ID. Oh, he does. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. It's not He's that screening your calls, man. He's screening your calls. We are joking. Uh, for anyone who's listening, we are joking. One, one time I called for legal purposes. Up, these are all jokes. One time I called and a woman picked up. So unless he's very good at voices, uh, I, I do believe there are other people that work in the store, and it's not just him running a scam. But it could be him and his wife in on it together, allegedly. And it, it could be. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't sound like the guy who's mar- who's married. <laughs> okay, people if him and his who sister. are married sound different. <laughs> Let me just put it. Okay, he doesn't say he doesn't sound like a guy who could get married. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn! Sick bird. Again, these are all jokes for legal purposes. Do not sue us. <laughs> oh man. Oh. But yeah, I think your laptop is now in like seven different places. I I I base I think I think at this point I'm basically like all right. Yeah, just, just, just bite, just take the loss and get a desktop. If if I have a desktop, get a good desktop. I was I was gonna say I need I wanted a laptop for travel. Uh, I I I will say this up and down until the day I fucking die. Gaming gaming laptops are not worth it. <sighs> Yeah, my laptop's for work, not for gaming. I run games on it, but I have a laptop for working on. Yeah, like, like gaming laptops, they have like a, like based on specs, they have like a fucking like, they have some amount of markup over just regular laptops with with like comparable specs. They will never give you the performance that you actually want. And they are so fucking bulky and cumbersome. 
I got I got it so I could just make 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 this laptop my everything machine. But you know, clearly clearly that was a mistake. Yes, it was. Clearly, no, no, no. The mistake was pouring water on it. Let's be honest. Yeah, but uh, that uh, likely por- that por- have, Los Dos. that wouldn't have happened. That wouldn't have happened if like I wasn't using it as a desktop. Like if I bought it, if I bought a two hundred dollar cheap laptop for travel and then just had an actual PC. Yeah, that that'd be one thing. Just ne- I, unless it is a desktop, de- try never go for like an all in one solution. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, it does everything I need, and it's easy to travel with. Like no. It's one or the other. Anyway. Will Tune Alex in ever next get, time for the continuing saga of Alex's laptop. Yeah. Will Alex ever get his laptop back? If he does, will it have any of the gold left in it? Tune in next time to find out. Or palladium or whatever forget, rare for, earth metals golden, are in there. Forget the golden palladium. I'm, I want to know if it still has my Star Ocean 1 PSP emulator <laughs> save. Oh, God. You know, because as as, as I said, I've played through that game several times. Oh, that's times, why never, they still have it, man. Never never finish it. Yeah, they're, they're, and, they're, they're getting and the one time I decided man, to man. emulate it, I got to the exact same spot. I always stop at and then I fried the computer. <laughs> And then I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not playing, I'm not playing the first three quarters of that game again. <sighs> You're playing the first three quarters of that game again. Hell yeah, no, you are, brother. I'm not. Yeah, you is. If you ever want always, to see I the ending. Pick, I always have to pick the same options. You know, it'd be one thing if I already completed it because I'm like, well, I could do a playthrough and get different characters. But I was like, for my first playthrough, I'm going to get such and such and such the characters so I can unlock this the first time around. And maybe then that's I get the curse. In. Maybe it's because you keep going for the same like iterations of everything over and over again. It just like draws the pentagram in the fucking code, and then you have to uh, it just breaks the game. Dude, you're groundhog daying it. You've got to change things if you want to actually get out of the loop. But then I have to pick the bad options. Yeah, suck it up, Buttercup. Not all of them, just one of them, one or two. Pick them bad options, learn piano, and make out with Andy McDowell. Learn piano, learn how to ice carve, learn how to ice skate. You've got eternity. Why not? Yeah, you got eternity. Why not just go through the same day over and over again, learning all these amazing skills, and then kill yourself over and over again? Because Groundhog Day is fucking dark. I think, I think someone yeah. did the math. I think someone did the math, and they were like, in order for him to have learned all the skills that he did, he must have been trapped in that loop for like a hundred and twenty. They based that off of the incredibly flawed ten thousand hours to master a skill number. Oh. He still was trapped in there for a long fucking time, but... Oh, yeah. He did so many... He did so much fuck shit in that time loop. Mm-hmm. And then he came out of it, and we're supposed to believe he's fine. And meanwhile, Nothing's Andy, wrong. And then meanwhile, Andy McDowell's like, I've known you for a day, but let's get married. Let's do this. Fuck yeah, dude. I want to watch Groundhog Day now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually seen Groundhog Day. 
I love Groundhog Day. It's a great movie. I have to see if it's streaming anywhere that I want. Anyway, uh, anything else, Alex? So, Steam had a recent sale, and I decided to I decided to pick a game that looked interesting and was relatively cheap called Elite Dangerous, which is oh I've heard of this kind one. Of like, that name. Kind of like No Man's Sky, but supposedly better. Although I've heard No Man's Sky has improved significantly. Uh, from what I've heard of it, like it it. Like, it is similar to No Man's Sky in that you are in a spaceship. You're in a spaceship, and, it, and you it's in, like there's you, you travel around and go to various places and collect resources and stuff like that. Yeah, but like with this one, it is more of a it is a single player fr- it is a single player game that is all that it was built as a single player game and sold as just hey yeah, galaxies Milky Way galaxies is one to one. You're gonna spend a lot of time just flying. Yeah, because it's like that is cool. Because like Elite Dangerous, I think it's like space trucking. Pretty much. But it looked neat. So I bought it. Uh, I went to go start it up, and it, it asked me if I would like to buy the game. <laughs> <laughs> because, oh, no. It, because you can't run it through Steam. You have to run it through the company's launcher. Oh, that's no. awful. So. Oh, they have so virtual I, currency. They do. Oh no! So I was like, okay. So I tried it several times, and uh, yes, the the launcher couldn't recognize that I actually purchased the game from Steam, and it kept it kept redirecting me to the site to buy the game for a full price, mind you. So you refunded it. Uh, so I refunded it for Steam. Yes, I refunded it on Steam, and I didn't actually get to play it. <laughs> <laughs> and thus, the Odyssey continues. The Odyssey continues. I, I think. I think this is like the third game in like the last couple months that I've bought from Steam. It didn't work, and I had to refund it. Dude, you're cursed. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, I had so like apparently one game do that on Steam. Yeah, so I'm like, I went over to the like, Steam page for the game and have been looking at like user reviews, and like a chunk of them lately have been negative, largely because of the game moving the game, like being like a live service model and them just like kind of running it really shittily. Like one person, apparently I'm so glad I never played this. <laughs> yeah. Like one, like one person apparently got banned because their friends gave them in game money. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, uh, apparently uh, like he, this guy like got the game, started playing it. A, a few friends of his who've been playing the game for a while, gave him like a couple million. And so he like, so he, according to him, according to this person, bought an anaconda and started exploring the galaxy, at which point, one day, they couldn't log in and banned for, quote, exchanging real-world money for an in-game currency. Contacted the developer about the ban, and they told him to fuck off. Try to get the money back, but try to get money back for the game, but because he's been playing it for more than two hours, Steam refused the refund. Wow. And so now they just have a game they can't play. Also, that is totally a thing, game get developers. People do that in every game. Yes, but if you they do that, then... That money's not coming to you? Yeah. Because well, no. someone else is offering a better price. Well, that's the thing. The money's Jesus still coming shit. to them because they didn't they, like... Uh, no, a lot of the people who generate the currency use bots to do some basic task over and over again to generate the currency. So they aren't actually paying anything into the system. 
So they're assuming that he paid somebody who uses a bot farm. But in actuality, his friends gave him money. So it's stupid. It's bullshit. But there's a reason I don't get into a whole lot of live service games like this. And it's not just because they scare me, Eve. Anyway. So uh, so after that, I was looking for a di- another game to play, and I, I found a similar looking game that was also on sale called Interstellar Rift. Oh, no. That's great. <laughs> Which, uh, from what I could look at it, was is basically like a, a game. It's like a, a game where you mine resources and build your own ships. That sounds so cool, but I'm afraid. Uh, so I started it. I played it for about two minutes, and then I got called off to my work emergency. <laughs> but it worked. Okay. So, 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 uh, we're, so we're doing slightly better than the other one. It worked. It was a nice hallway. I re- I started walking around and checking out the tutorial. <laughs> it was a nice hallway. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then, and then I had to stop because I had to get. I got called off to my work emergency. So, so that was that was as far as I got on it today. Because I only bought it last night. Tight. Yeah, I've I've never been a fan of these. I've never been like a like a fan of like the building exploration style games. Oh, I love them. Like Interstellar, like, like Interstellar Rift, the other Rift that was put out that was like sorry Raft, not Rift Raft. Like that one, like that game never really dug or got into or had any interest in playing. I just I don't like. I feel like I've talked. About I don't before. usually like those games, but for some reason I like the idea of like just building my own space fleet. Yeah, I think I've talked about this before on on like a podcast, but I don't like directionless games. Games where the only thing is like, hey, it's a big open world. You can build whatever you want. And I'm like, cool. Whatever you want, Charlie. I want a story. Can you? No. Can you give me that? I want a sequence of segmented... Uh, instances that have a beginning, middle, and end of those instances in which which you are rewarded at the end of that instance before moving on to the next one, which then will culminate in the completion of a story. Sorry, we can't help you there. Yeah, I mean, if you want to build 10 spaceships that look like a dick, go ahead. <laughs> and we mean that as 10 spaceships that look like dicks individually or 10 spaceships that when they come together look like a big dick. Brilliant! You know, like a, you know, like a Megazord dick. Like in space, but if every spaceship was that one, look at the dick. Brilliant. Good idea. It exists. It there are, there are nine thousand versions of that. <laughs> and I, I, well, mean, I, I mean, and I mean, nine thousand versions somewhere. And I mean, nine thousand versions of both of the things I said. <laughs> <sighs> the one-eyed Charlie Armada is. <laughs> It's going strong. It is going Except for strong. Bill over there. He stopped taking his insight and he's just Yeah, his ship got also, blown up. His ship got blown head, up, so he's only, his ship got blown up and he was only able to save the thruster and the cockpit. <laughs> Two thrusters in the cockpit. There we go. Also, as, a, as an update, my hand is still there. Outstanding. <laughs> In case you were wondering, actually a little bit was. 
<laughs> oh man. Well, I think I've been playing Alex. <laughs> no, I did not. I was not. Able, I was not able to successfully actually play anything. Outstanding. So on to me. Just, just, just one failure and one interruption. RDS on to me. So yeah. Um, I've still been like occasionally chipping away at Sifu. Um, I got up to the final level, like the final stage, going up against the final boss, or going going to go to go up against the final boss. But I was seventy seven at the time. Yeah. And keep in mind with that game, if you didn't know, um, once you hit seventies, you can't come back to life. Just like the real seventies. Yeah, I was going to say it's uh, interesting. So I've now reached the point in the game where it turns into basically dead rising. Where I have to keep restarting at earlier levels in order to go through them with more with more abilities and get better ages. Because I mean, of the game, dad's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go in going into the final boss at five, five years old. Well, no, you start at 20. You can't you can't reduce to smaller than twenty. But I did beat the first stage and go into the second stage at age twenty two. As opposed to the first time I did it, in which case at which at which point I was twenty eight. So I am seeing improvement. But then I tried to do it again today and then uh reached the final but reached the reached the second boss and <coughs> uh went from uh twenty four to twenty eight before I got him down to half health. Ew. So yeah, not playing it for a while apparently really fucked me. But it is there. I am at that point. I'm at the point where that is where like this is my path forward and I can do this. I've done it before as shown by my like my progress in other stuff. I can do it again. And I will because this game is fun. This game is fucking good and I love it. And honestly, I want to hear Cave's opinion on it if he ever plays it. I, because it like, sounds like, like that, a fun but, game, but it also doesn't sound like my style of game. Because like, that's the thing. Like you, you keep doing like yeah, I go into these challenge things where I like fucking hamstring myself over and over again, and then go in, and then go in with like all right, I could, I, all right, I can't use this, 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 or this. I'm, I'm like 19 levels under level by everything. I don't have to control my fucking allies, but I'm gonna beat the game on the most insane difficulty possible. Oh man, like. Like, actually, for a lot of games, not controlling your allies at all is just, like, the best way to do it if you're <laughs> doing a challenge. Because they can do things you're not allowed to. You're just, like, you do shit like that, and then I have no idea what your opinion is on, like, games that are, like, the games that are, like, hey, you can play this with every single mechanic and fucking system we put in place, and it will still be as hard as your weird challenge runs. <laughs> And that's the problem. That's that's the reason I don't play games like Dark Souls. It's because I I need to be able to put in the thousand hours first to be able to master the game and not, for example, die 18 times to the very first boss and snap my controller in half and throw it out the window. No, you see, you're supposed to die 18 times to every boss until you can breed its every frame. And that's yeah. how you play the game. I hate that. I know that's why I don't that's why I gave up on Dark Souls after about like two hours like I don't play Dark Souls I don't play Bloodborne I don't play I'm not gonna play Elden Ring even though the story looks really interesting 
I don't feel like playing a game that makes Fair. me feel horribly inadequate before Fair. that one magic moment at 3 a.m. where I finally got the boss's rhythm down, get him down to 2 HP, and he uses his ulta slam attack and kills me again. Apparently Elden Ring is slightly more forgiving than Dark Souls. No, Danka. I've been told. Yeah, and I... I'm not a big Dark Souls guy either, but that's because I feel like it's too slow. I actually really enjoyed what I played of Bloodborne. Because it was quicker, it was more focused on like dodging and parrying as opposed to like sword and board. But I weird. I can understand I can understand your take on like games like Dark Souls, but I can't understand your thing of your thing of okay, I beat this game. Now what if I had? What if I had to not use a controller? <laughs> I'm playing with my feet. Well, this was actually really inspired by. I'm playing with my mind. Do... What if I just glared so hard at the game it played itself? What if I got one? Like, what if I got one of those like are inspired by by people doing challenge runs on YouTube? And I'm like, oh, I could probably do that. And then I try it, and I do, and I'm like, okay, that was actually fun. But it comes from utterly knowing the game like doing a kingdom hearts magic only run i would never try that on my first run through because it's stupid but now since i know kingdom hearts backwards and forwards i could potentially pull it off if i knew more about kingdom hearts i would i would i would now name a system and hope and pray <clears throat> that you didn't realize you could do it <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like honestly every game that i think i know you could probably do that for and i'd be like god damn it dad stop doing that but yeah You're like ruining my sense of accomplishment but yeah like elden ring looks neat but i'm enjoying more of the content surrounding it mm. including people's reaction to the content being made around it. because one fucking dude made a youtube video where he where he literally said that if you like if you like Elden Ring, you should kill yourself. Okay. That was his legitimate take that he then deleted, and then also started, and then also everyone else started making videos saying like, "Hey, this is the worst take of a video game I've ever heard." So he started copyright claiming those videos. That's not how it works, dude. Yeah, that's one way to get people to shut up. No, it isn't because the guys can no, talk louder. Yeah, they're just gonna shout more at his dumbass. You yeah. just have to copyright claim everything. Like, like, forget the gameplay of Elden Ring. That is a beautiful fucking game. He said it looked like shit. It is beautiful. His genuine the opinion character was... character designs are, at, le at the very least, every character design is interesting. I love the pot guy. <laughs> He's fun. He's yeah. fun. His I would totally hang out with him. His genuine opinion was... It looks like someone just upscaled a PS1 game. This is someone who does not know how modeling works at all. Yeah, no, he doesn't. This is some guy who doesn't know what a PS1 game looks like. Yeah, but I'm not saying his name. Because I don't want to. inviting anybody to go tear into him. Yeah. I if, would, but I don't know his name. If you know, you know. If, if you know, you know. And if you do know, just don't, man. There's no reason to bully someone who's destroying themselves. Yeah, everyone else is doing that already. I mean, except for except for chaotic purposes. But anyway, yeah. So I've still been truck. I've still like 
I've been occasionally pecking away at Sifu. Uh, one game I have been diving into whole fucking hog is a game that I have been calling Neo Twooey. Neo what? Twooey. T-W-E-W-Y. Oh, that... Uh, Neo, the world, the world ends with you. Oh, okay. It is just very funny to me to say Twooey. I was like, this does not sound like a game Dead would have played. I am now curious. Oh, the world ends with you. Okay. Yeah. The interest is now gone. I've played The World Ends With You. All right, cool. Not much. I've been My wife it, played the whole game. I've but. been playing it for about 40 hours. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, for those who don't know, The World Ends With You, it was a game that originally came out on the uh, Nintendo DS. Uh, its whole selling point with uh, the game is that it was... Is that it was... You were, you were controlling two separate characters who were each independently on their... Uh, unique screens because it was the DS. Mm-hmm. Dual screens. Yeah. Uh, whole pl- it's time to do, 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 dual screen. Yeah. The whole thing was that you were playing as this kid named Neku who had amnesia, didn't know what was happening, but he was participating in something called the Reapers game, which is a week long competition. And if you win, you can bring yourself back to life or become a Reaper or do other stuff. It was a whole thing. Uh, the title, which makes uh, very little sense out of context, is apparently about how you need people to live a full life. It's worth noting the the, the the name of the game in Japanese is It's a Wonderful World, but obviously they couldn't use that over here for copyright reasons. Yeah. Yeah, apparently uh like apparently when you beat The World Ends with You, the the title screen comes up and then the end, the last word changes so it's The World Ends with Us. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, because Neku, main character, is super antisocial, super just fuck everyone. I don't want to be involved with people. And then over the course of the game, he's forced to interact with people. And then he realizes, oh, some people are okay. I like these things. Yeah, uh, so yeah, so that game came out in uh, 2007. Uh, Neo, The World is With You, came out in 2021. You know, 14-year gap between games. Is it? Like, what's its real name? And everyone was surprised because... Is its real name Neo The World Ends With You, or... Yeah. Well, that's the English name. Might have to see if the wife's interested in that, because I'm pretty sure she liked the first one. I was going to say, yeah, it it, it was so long, people were like, wait, they made another game for that? Because, you know, we thought they were just going to be folded into Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, eventually. Yes. If you remember, they they showed up in the. Didn't they show up in Dream Drop Distance? They did. Yes, they did. Instead of instead of Final Fantasy characters, you got characters from that game. Cool. I'm a Kingdom Hearts nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so what's weird is these guys would both fit and not fit in a Kingdom Hearts world because the main like aesthetic for the game is specifically around like. Like late teen, early twenty street fashion. Like that that was the big thing. Everyone is like fucking dripped out to the fucking nines, and your armor is specifically oh, please do not use that. Please do not use that slang term. And all of your armor Because it's so stupid. Every slang term is stupid. Yeah, but we're all too old to be using modern slang. All of us. 
We're on the internet. We're too old to be using modern slang. Anyway. So yeah, everyone is just like fucking wearing these like ridiculous fucking outfits and all of your armor and all of your equipment you buy from name brand clothing stores. Hey. Not real name brand clothing stores because I don't think they get the rights to any of them. So they made up like 20 of their own unique brands. Cool. All with their own unique styles, all with their own unique fashion senses, none of which affects how your character model looks because it wouldn't make a whole, because you character, your character would look like a fucking nightmare if he was wearing a like sushi chef outfit, a like fucking a like, a, like, you know, a fucking like gothic Lolita monocle, like uh fucking like bamboo shoes, like bamboo stilt shoes. And then, I want to see this character. I was gonna say they. they I was gonna say they look awesome. What do you mean? This sounds amazing. Yes. However, that would be too difficult to program into what is basically a visual novel. Ah. So you always, so you're always wearing the exact same thing, and and then and like you also you swap out um like what powers you get with pins, because again, ah. pins are apparently the be all end all of collectibles. Isn't Everyone this the game where you like? Would like would knock other people's pins out of a battle arena, and then you'd get them. No, I don't know I what game you're thinking of. Yeah, in this game, you fought animals that had certain body parts replaced with like tribal tattoos, and then you cast magic through pins. But yeah, so the big, so the biggest like difference between this game and the previous one is this one is in a full three dimensional environment. It's full. You are controlling like you're controlling like an entire team. At the point I'm at in the game, I now have a six person party. Hmm. Brains. Which means I have a, which means I have a power mapped to every single button on my controller. I mean, an individual power. So, so, okay. so there are six people in your party at once. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, and so one person uses one person attacks the X button, one with the Y, one with the bumper, one with the other bumper, and then one with each of the triggers. And then A is dodge, and B is to use your super. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and like the and like the pins that you get, they evolve over time. If you like, you you can level up and master those pins to get them more powerful, and then certain pins can level up, and certain pins can only level up when being used by certain people. And then your armor too. You, in terms of like, like with skill rankings, or like like individual attributes, style is one of them. And if you and if you have a high enough sky, style, then certain pieces of clothing you wear give you benefits. One of those benefits being, hey, your attacks do more damage, but you start at twenty five percent health. How's that a benefit? It isn't. Because your attacks do more damage. Fuck that! I this is something. Okay, I never, I don't understand who actually selects these. Hey, the lower your health is, the more damage you do. Perks. Or if you're below 25% health, there's a 15% chance that you'll suddenly get 70 health. Like, who selects these perks? Well, I mean, oh, we, when we played when we played Vermintide, that was my character. When I had less health, I did more stuff. You weirdo. I'm 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 more talking about the like the ones where it's like, hey, below 20% health, you get a 50% damage boost. It's like 
you're never going to stay there. If you are, then you're crazy because you're you should like when you get that low, you should heal. Yeah, and it's and it's also fucking ridiculous in in the worlds of you, especially because you have enemies that fucking burst out clouds of poison that deal damage over time. You have the fucking wolves, the goddamn dickbag piece of shit wolves who will <coughs> run around the goddamn arena, pin down whoever is currently attacking, or just all of a sudden... Oh, so they do fight with pins. Or just all of a sudden begin moving at super speeds where you can't touch them or lock onto them, but they can still hit you for 500 damage each. The wolves are so fucking frustrating. Good lord, that sounds horrifying. Of course, I don't know how much damage is damage, but damn. Uh, I think the health I had was like 3,000. So six hits from that wolf and I'm dead. What level were you? Uh, 50. Damn! But if I wanted to, I could reset myself to level one to make the break drops for pins that get dropped higher. Lissai. Also, you can also you can unlock hard difficulty and immediately set it to that. And you can also later unlock easy difficulty. What? Yeah, it's it's basically it's basically just like like depending on what level like you can change you can change the level of like the difficulty level and also your character level at any point in the game. Which again just affects which uh, for your level it affects how much health you have, but then the drop rate for pins, because because like if if you like if you're like level thirty and you drop down to level one, which I did for like five hours, then the rate drop is multiplied by like fifteen. See that part like I'm fine with like the like, I've played a lot of games where it's like all right drop your level so that you can get new perks, like I played a lot. But un- like I'm, I'm hung up on unlocking easy difficulty. Yeah, I don't later you- into the game. Yeah, I don't think you can, you can do that until the second week of the story. What's the point? I've uh, been playing on normal up till now. I can handle it. Uh, because <coughs> because it will change the pins that get dropped. Because each enemy drops a different pin depending on which difficulty level you're playing at. Fuck that noise. Which is funny because the enemies are called noise. I'm going <laughs> to slap the dead through the computer. This is about to happen here. Yeah, so this game is set. This game is still set in Shibuya, which is where the first game was set. Uh, and it is surrounding an entirely different group of characters who are in a different version of the Reapers game. Which first game it was all about and the first game it was all about partners. Each game, each time you played, you were partnered up with another player who had to pay something to get into the game. Uh for like for like Neku, he had to give up his memories to his 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 college his like game admission was his memories. Um in in this game though, there doesn't seem to be a um like there doesn't seem to be an admission fee to get into this game. You see, it seems like you just are in the game. Uh, which I don't know how much I'm going to get into spoilers. Because I don't want to... Because Cave has shown at least some interest in being around while this game is being played. <laughs> I don't mind spoilers. You can you can talk about the game. 
Yeah, so like I'll probably have forgotten them by the time my wife gets the game. Yeah, so remain if I remember to tell her. So our beginning characters are Rindo and Fret, two high school friends who are just like hanging around Shibuya doing stuff. Also, this game made me realize that I may have been pronouncing Shibuya's name the wrong the entire time I've ever talked about it because I was doing the American thing of putting the emphasis on the U syllable. Shibuya. Yeah. Whereas in this game, everyone calls it Shibuya. Which seems to be, which seems to be the more appropriate way to actually pronounce Japanese words like that. Mm. But yeah, so Rindo and Fret, they're at they're at like the Scramble Crossing, which is like the you know the area in Shibuya. It's like that massive crosswalk that's always filled with people. For those people of culture, it's the place where Han drifted through while being chased by DK in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Ah, yes. <laughs> I believe that was a scene anyway. But yeah, so they end up getting into the game and then they begin like recruiting other players. Uh, they recruit Nagi, who is the least annoying character by virtue of having a character who is more annoying than her. Because she is she is a character who is obsessed with a visual novel phone game. And who talks in like a very, who talks in a very like verbose, like overly dramatic way, like using the most like, using the most like over the top words possible that you would expect to see in some kind of visual novel game. But that's just how she talks. And it is, it's very annoying. But she is only upstaged by a returning character from the first game, a guy named Minamimoto, who speaks exclusively in the most annoying way possible. So I'm going to do something that's not great for, you know, fucking uh, radio, but whatever. Uh, I'm going to send you guys an image of Minamimoto, and I'm going to have, and I'm going to ask, guess, g- have you guys guess what his fucking quirk is. So that's Minamimoto. Edgelord. I was going to say he looks like an edgelord, but I'm starting, I'm, I'm assuming based on the way you're phrasing it, that it's not. It isn't. Yeah. Greasy. <laughs> Okay, Cave's guess I is know gre- these aren't quirks. But. Okay, Cave's guess is greasy. Alex, <laughs> I'm gonna guess he sounds like ridiculously comical and not at all how you'd expect someone who looks like that to sound. Oh, hi guys. Okay, yeah. Okay, you're both wrong. Okay. Okay. So he's not particularly greasy. Um, he speaks exactly like he sounds exactly like you'd think he'd sounded, except put that voice doing nothing but math metaphors. Every single goddamn word out of this cunt's mouth is some kind of relation to, like, university-level math. It's like pi. It just goes on forever. His go-to insult is zeptograms. Oh, fuck me. What? I didn't even think... What even even is a zeptogram? I didn't even learn that. A zeptogram is a unit of mass equal to 10 to the negative 21 power. Okay. Look at these zeptograms. I bet they don't even pi. Basically. And now, but then imagine him, like, imagine the sentence. Sentence, this didn't go the way I was thinking. My brain already hurts. Yeah, so just imagine the sentence, this didn't go the way I was thinking. Okay. But then say that sentence as a university math professor would. 
You mean as a cartoon university math professor would? Yes. As a real <laughs> university math professor would say, this didn't go the way I was thinking. <laughs> yes, he says some. He says some like ridiculous bullshit. It's like it's like oh, there were some unexpected intervals in this equation. So this, I, I, my, I was going to say this equation proved unsolvable. And it never drops. He never pulls back. He never gives it the ghost and it talks like a person. He is exclusively speaking in math. <laughs> there is so much venom in your voice right now. I despise it. I was going to say, this sounds terrible. I hate math. Um, I, got paid to, I got paid to do math in high school. You play D and D. Yeah, well, that's not math. You, yeah, you there do. is so much. There's, math. there's a lot of math, but to be fair, he it he doesn't do a lot of it. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't do a lot. Of it. Like, what? Well, like, why? Why do you think I can't figure out how the freaking ruler works on the on the screen? Because I'm not good at that type of math. If 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 you were telling me like, okay, calculate the angle to whatever, I'd be like, okay, I'm out. That, that isn't calculating the angle. That that's we're we're asking you, hey. Move this here. That's not math. That's just not. That's just me not being good with icons. Yeah, yeah a ruler isn't math. I feel like I shouldn't even say this to a man in his in his like mid thirties. But a ruler is not math. Anyway, it's language. <laughs> it's measuring. No, you're both wrong. It's music. Have you ever made an elastic band guitar using a ruler, some elastic bands, and a shoebox? I tried. It didn't work. That's because you can't put your soul into it, son. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, and also, speaking of characters that don't, don't talk like people, fucking Beat, another character returning from the first game, who... You know... You remember the dialogue from Life is Strange... I never played Life is Strange. No, but I I, I, remember, I remember him, his appearance in Kingdom Hearts basically talking like uh, how they thought a 90s cool kid. Oh, yeah, I remember that character. Yeah. He's it's, like, once we, go, once, we, once we go and do this show, everything's going to be tight. Yes. Yeah, I hated him. That's the weird thing. He is a fine character who is just dragged down by the fact that he talks. He was in Kingdom Hearts for like 10 minutes and he talked the entire time, so. Yeah. Yeah, in, in this he doesn't talk as much because there are, you know, six or seven other people on screen at any given time talking at the same time. I, I, I just remember the whole thing in the first game is that he's just like, he's unbelievably stupid. Uh, yeah. Like, in, in, like, 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 so, like so stupid he fixes problems because, peop, because people would be like, nobody would be stupid enough to do this. And then it walks beat. Yeah, it seems like he has gotten smarter. But not to like any useful degree. Yeah, he's he's basically just he's the party barbarian, and also Guys, the party. I hit it with my stick. And also the party skateboarder. I was gonna say I thought his weapon was a skateboard. Uh, well, actually, his weapon is whatever pin you give him, but his way of dodging is with a skateboard. Oh. Yeah, he will not have a skateboard anywhere. Be shooting lightning out of his hands, and then oh, we got an attack coming in. Let me just generate my skateboard and kickflip out of here. Total gnarl, bro. Yeah, dude. But yeah, and 
Like I have been, I have been enjoying this game a lot. Like it is, it is. Uh, like the air, like the like this fictionalized version of Shibuya, Shibuya, the fuck. I really like the way that they're like visualizing it because the entire thing is insanely like warped and like fish-eyed, but not from like a fish-eye lens. Just from like like the, the way they're drawing the world, it is very. It's very surreal. Like all the buildings are like bending and they like warp around as you move. It all looks fucking sick as hell. Uh, like putting a lot of effort into making the city feel like a city. Any, uh, because like while you are running around in the underground, the UG as they call it, which is where like the game takes place, the regular people are just walking around doing their daily lives and whatever. But you can walk right through them because they have no collision because you're fucking a ghost. <laughs> or you might not be because the weird thing with this new game with this new Reapers game uh, you don't have to be dead to be in it which is a brand new thing that's happening now and is done because the new game master is a cunt and I mean okay. that in like a lot of he does it he does like a daily broadcast at the beginning of each day of the game and he begins each one saying greetings sheeple of Shibuya Wow, he 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 had to think hard for that one. Oh yeah, but yeah, like I I have been enjoying the game. Like, uh, I enjoy. Turns out, turns out I enjoy leveling things, and so having both players and your individual pins be levelable is very fun. Um, it this doesn't have any of the uh, doesn't have any like the random encounters that. They're in some other they're in some like other RPGs, which I love. It's just you you actually have to hit a button to even begin running the risk of being attacked. In a battle. Yeah. And while like there is like a bit of a learning curve going from like, you know, different pins, different pins as you like level up and gain more powerful pins. Uh and a lot of them are just straight dog shit. Like some of your pins, you will spend your entire time charging them up to go for like their maximum effect attack, and then the target will die before that happens, and the effect is, and the attack is just wasted because it was a lock on because it was a lock on attack instead of just a regular charge attack. Fuck those! I despise them with everything that I am. But a lot of the other pins that like like all of them have like different elemental effects, uh, including sound and poison and darkness. But like it's a lot, it's a lot of really, it's a lot of really neat effects, and it's a lot of like you like juggling because like as you use these pins, they run out of energy, and then once their energy is depleted, they have like a time limit to reset. And so it's a lot of juggling enemies with these, with your like swapping out between different characters or using different pins to go on cool, to go on like cooldown charges while also building up like your super meter. And a lot of it is a lot of it like it's a lot to manage once you get kind of get the flow of it. That like combat just turned like these just like effects driven chaos factories which is fun as hell uh some of it can be a bit frustrating when you run into like the wolves who will <laughs> knock down who will knock down your allies and pin them down so then any attacks any attacks that they had charging immediately go away and you just lose that energy and you then have to take your eyes off of whoever you were targeting and target the fucking wolf and there are the birds who just grab you. There are the bears who can just do have knockbacks and do massive damage. There are sharks who you can only really hit once they jump out of the water, which is the street. Damn boids. 
there are the goddamned rhinos. You can only you can only damage by hitting him in the ass. Because it's all armored up because you rhinos. I don't think that's how rhinos work. They are when they're magic. Yes, yeah, so like a lot it's so like a lot of the game is just working out strategies on how to deal with these various enemy types and their idiosyncrasies and for a lot of it it's just deal with the easy to kill enemies first build up your super meter and then just nuke the area at least that's been my strategy hey if it works it works it works yeah and actually like having like one of my main like kind of driving forces with like me enjoying the story is actually the relationship between our like two leads of rendo and fret because the two of them are actually our characters who feel like friends. Like it, it, it is, it is like very much the, it is, it is very much one of them is very outgoing and it's like, well, I'm happy. The other one is like, yeah, I'm kind of dour and overthink everything. But they do seem like genuine friends. They, their friendship feels more real than a lot of friendships I've seen in other games, and it develops in a very interesting way where like they are, where they both like genuinely care about each other. Which, again, is usually a thing that happens near the end of the game. Where it's two people meet, and they go, uh, bruh, 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 we don't like each other. And they get to the end, it's like, yes, you are my friend. Or they just have some like really dog shit relationship. Great job, buddy. I thought we hated each other. Oh, I forgot about that hours ago. Riku! Sora! <laughs> yeah, whereas this these... looks like a good place to find a new ingredient. Whereas these guys do feel... They feel more like genuine friends than a lot of games that I've played. And I enjoy that. I like people being friends. But do they eat ice cream together? Uh, you can. Because because that's how they, that's how you tell a sign of a true friend of true, true friendship. You actually can. Uh, one of the things that like uh, is in the game is food. You have a uh, you have a fullness meter that um, as you eat food, it increases your stats. And if the food is particularly tasty, you can get a bonus to your stats. And your four main stats are health, attack, defense, style. Because apparently eating a waffle cone makes you more stylish. I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't do fashion. But yeah, I've really been enjoying the game. Uh, it has been... There's a little bit of a learning curve, and it kind of can be a little bit of, like just sensory overload in terms of all the shit happening around you. But I'm enjoying the story. I'm enjoying the gameplay of it. And any character issues I have are for the most part, even out by the character relationships that I actually like with the exception of me, Namimoto. that guy can go f suck a fucking tailpipe. I hate him so much. It has nothing to do with him being a bad guy. He's, I just hate him. Right, and the last two things I've talked about, uh, both of them kind of in a similar vein, uh, but one of them I, one of them will lead into a much bigger story that I want to talk about. Uh, so, Cave and I decided to stop playing Halo for Let's Play series just because we weren't enjoying recording it. Okay. And so I thought, hey, let me, like now that I don't have to play the games in order, 
let me go and play the one Halo game I remember really enjoying because it felt different than the other Halo games, Halo 3 ODST. So I booted up and started playing it. And a lot of my enjoyment with the characters and their dynamic and the fact that all of them are pretty much all of them are voiced by Firefly cast members, all of that fell to the wayside because they were all so fucking annoying. It is just the most bog standard military unit jargon and relationships where you have one guy who is like the, the you, have, you have one guy who's like, hey, I'm in charge, but I like you guys, but I'm still going to be a bit of a hard ass. And then you have the guy who's all about demolitions. Then you have the nervous guy who's about, who you have the nervous guy who's like, hey, I'm, I'm the tech guy. And then you have the black guy. <laughs> yes. And does not matter who was voicing any of these people. Uh, they, I found all of them very annoying and very boring. And the gameplay is just, it's, it's just Halo. I honestly don't know what I was expecting. Uh, I thought, and I thought like maybe putting it in like, you know, the more instanced like sandbox as opposed to like just the massive open map might do something uh, about it. And it does for a little bit, but again, it, it just wasn't grabbing me the way it did in the past. And so I ended up uninstalling after like an hour of playing it. And so then I moved on to a different game that actually just came out this week, uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, which is a new, uh, let me just rem- let me just try to remember the next one. It is a new uh, Battle Royale style game, you know, like your, like your Apex, like your Call of Duties, uh, but it's in, but it's set in the world of Vampire. So it's a world of darkness, you have vampire powers and guns and stuff, and it's all big and cool and woo. So I got it installed. Went to go play it. Immediately crashed. I was like, oh. That's always fun. I was like, oh, cool. Uninstall. And that kind of led me down a little bit of a rabbit hole as I started looking into, you know, Vampire the Masquerade in terms of video games. Because Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, the hotly anticipated sequel to 2004's Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, which... This game was announced in 2015, I believe. It still hasn't come out. And as far as I am aware, we don't know who's making it. Because so many people have left the project or been fired. And in the meantime, from 2019 to 2022... There have been eight Vampire the Masquerade games. Just put out there. And I'm just like, dude, how the fuck? Why? Why? Is it really just to distract people from Bloodlines 2 not coming out? They'll never know. Because in 2019, you got Coteries in New York, a visual novel. And then... uh. Then almost almost a year later, Shadows of New York, a visual novel which was a standalone expansion to Coteries of New York. And then Vampire the Masquerade Choice of Games started coming out, which was like this episodic interactive fiction game for like mobile and PC that had like fucking five, that had like fucking four episodes to it. 
released from 2020 to 2022. The last episode came out in March 2022. Then Blood Hunt came out. And then later this year, in May, Vampire the Masquerade's Swan Song is coming out, which is another, uh, like, there's another, like, role-playing game where you play as, you know, various coteries and masquerade and stuff in the world of darkness. All kinds of shit. I don't know, man. It, I have wanted to get super deep into Vampire the Masquerade. I like the world of darkness as a concept, but I don't know. Just, I haven't been, I haven't been able to dive into it as deeply as I have with other systems and settings. It It is a real, like, it is hard to find a group that's playing that, that aren't crazy in my area because <laughs> half the people that are playing it are like, and I'm a real vampire. Here's 20 bucks. Oh, Let me drink people. your blood. Uh, yes. This. Stay away from those me. people. No, you don't get it, man. I'm truly, a, I, I identify as a creature of the night. I yeah. don't care. Or Stay in my, from me. or my case, you set up a game with your buddies and then you get into it. And one of them, doesn't understand how hunger works, and the other makes their character canon that they shit out the back of the Taco Bell. I said I was sorry. I know. I did. This is jokes. It's been a really long time since I played the game. Yeah, my, this is all my, jokes. Yeah, I, I got. I got my the feelings I got, are not a joke. I got the starter set for Vampire the Masquerade. Decided to run it for Cave and Birdie, and. Beginning thing. I describe I describe the opening situation. I describe everything, and it's like, all right, yeah. So here's here's the hunger. Here's the beast. Here is the thing that's supposed to disgust you. And then Kay is immediately like, hey, buddy, heads or tails? If you get it right, I mean that guy. <laughs> Just immediately. <sighs> and then from there, it was kind of downhill. Hmm. We had some clever stuff, at least. Yeah. Like, you guys played it fine. It's just I... It happens It happens with this. It happens with Call of Cthulhu, where I'm like, okay, here's the style of game this is. Then I go in, it's like, oh, right, I'm playing with D&D players. <laughs> oh, right, I'm playing with idiots. Well, that's every game. I always forget that for some reason. <laughs> yeah, because like, when I play Call of Cthulhu with you by yourself, it's fine. But then you get into another game with a person, and it's like, hey... We're looking for this person. I have a photo of them. Do you recognize their name? Okay. I explained to you what my thinking and planning was with that. That I, was, I had a strategy. I, did, I do not remember what it was. That I was going to do any digging that I could in the middle of the night when everyone else was asleep and then start flashing the photo around. We never, we, we never got far enough to us all being asleep. I, I, I just I just remember I remember we all got killed because we basically decided to treat it like a D&D map. I like, okay, we have to kill everyone. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, you really, like, yeah. It's like, you're shot and you're dead, but it's only the first attack. Yeah, this, that's how it that's works. That's how it works. Game. Yeah, you're, that's how you're fighting human. works in this game. You're, you're regular people. You have 10 health and that shotgun did 15 damage. I never got to. I never got to use my elephant gun that I was given to by President Roosevelt. That's, yeah, that's another fucking thing. It's like, hey, here's here's the situation. Okay, cool. I'm a boxer. I have a shotgun given to me by Theodore Roosevelt. An elephant gun given to me by Theodore an Roosevelt. Gun. Yes, an elephant. 
<sighs> I know that a DM is supposed to like roll the punches and stuff. But there are certain times you get punched in the dick and you can't really you have you can't avoid flinching. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, you guys went to the school of the strawberry basket, so it's just nothing but nut shots. <laughs> Don't know what the school of strawberry basket is, but it sounds fun. Uh, do you ever watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? Uh, like a little bit of it. Okay, yeah, I, I'm probably misquoting it, but there was a but Boyle gotten like the t- Boyle, the tiny neurotic cop, got into a fight with Terry Crews, and. And it's like, hey, my grandma taught me how to fight. And just kept punching him in the dick over and over again. <laughs> but anyway, so I started actually getting into this, like the background on Bloodlines Two. I don't know if this game exists because it was announced after Paradox Entertainment, Paradox Interactive acquired White Wolf, who were the uh, who were like the people who were publishing. Vampire the Masquerade as we were start publishing the World of Darkness as role playing games, like t- mm-hmm. like TTRPGs. So they, so they bought that, and then uh, folks from Hard from Hard Suit Labs, uh, another game development studio, uh, they, uh, they reached out to Paradox, pitching a sequel to Bloodlines, and then they also reached out to the guy who wrote the first Bloodlines game. Just being like, hey, let's make this fucking game happen. They all got together and eventually decided that uh, Brian Mitsoda, the guy who, the guy who, uh, one of the writers for the first Bloodlines, joined the sequel as a narrative lead while a Scottish game critic and video game writer brought on a senior writer. Uh, the original composer for Bloodlines also came back to do uh, music and stuff. And it was all a big hoopla. It was, woo, yeah, let's go. After it was delayed a second time in 2020, Mitsuda, the original writer, and Clooney, uh, Kai Clooney. George Clooney? uh, No, uh, Kai. K-A apostrophe A-I. No idea how to pronounce that. I am sorry. He was the creative director of Heartsuit Labs. Both of them were fired. No reason given, just fired. So a different person. Alexander Mandrika uh, took over as creative director. Not four months later, Ellison, senior writer, left. Same month, someone else came in. Someone else came in as narrative lead, and then someone else came in as writer. But then the writer had sexual assault allegations brought against us, so we had to be fired from from the project. And then in 2021... Paradox said that the studio working on the game isn't anymore. And then that studio laid off their entire narrative staff. And at that point, Paradox was like, yeah, maybe we should cancel this. Actually, no. We've partnered with someone else and we're still working on it. Who will we partnered with? Yes. <laughs> Wait, they did. That's just Yes. Yeah, just read. I don't know. I haven't found anything saying who they're working with on the game. Just they are working with an undisclosed partner. Yeah, at least according to Wikipedia, 
Originally developed by Heartsuit Labs, production had been moved to another developer. So I don't know. And I was just kind of looking forward to this game because the current... Yeah, the first one was fun. I never played the first one. And while I do own it, I have to download and install a separate patch in order to get to work on Windows 10. So I don't want to. Yeah, I. that's actually how I originally played it was downloading a patch to make it work on modern systems. Yeah, and I don't want to do that. So I was actually looking forward to this because, you know, World of Darkness, but in a game that can, but in a system that, but in a game that is built to run on a system that was made in the last five years. And now I don't know if this game exists anymore. I feel like we are just a couple years away from it actually like flipping over into vaporware. I feel like we're just a couple of years from it turning into, um, our version of uh, Duke Nukem. Yeah. <laughs> like, just a few years and everybody's like, that thing's never coming out. And everybody who was super hyped for it is just so disappointed, aren't they? <laughs> People have the the rele- the, uh, the pre-order the pre-order receipt from like 20 years prior or yeah. however long it took to came out. I spent seven. I spent seventy dollars on the fancy version of the game, and I goddamn like, want my money. It's like I'm a patient, patient man. It'll come out eventually. I promise. They told me it would. It has to. And I'm old. I pooped my pants again. Yeah. So it looks like grandchildren. Yeah, so it looks like the only real option I have if I want to end up playing a Vampire the Masquerade game is Swan Song coming out this May. And I have no idea, man. I have no idea if this is going to be good. I have no idea what it may even really be. All I know is that you like play as three different vampires. And like I, yeah, I, I was actually looking at those the other day, and I was like, "What the hell even are these?" <laughs> like the coteries are just the three different vampires from that game. Uh, the 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 vampire the masquerade games. That's like, hey, you get to play as like four different characters. And I'm like, okay, cool. Is it anything like the original game? <laughs> no, because it's a visual novel, probably. No, thank you. <laughs> well, too damn bad, because that original game isn't coming out anytime soon. Yeah, that's depressing. <laughs> but yeah, like, Swan Song is... It's weird. So it's being developed by uh, Big Bad Wolf, which is, I believe, a subsidiary of Cyanide. And Cyanide are... not a bad company. Like, they, like they're not a bad developer. They are a very good middle of the road developer <laughs> they're about average no like what, what i mean by that is they are really great at making games that are functionally fine narratively okay but nothing spectacular like their main claims to fame are pro cycling just the pro cycling series which is apparently a game series of like fucking 90,000 fucking games I thought you were saying that they were pro cyclers. No, 
And then uh, of orcs and men, which is a which is like a fantasy action RPG from them, uh, where you play as an orc and a goblin. Which then that spun out into the Sticks series of games, where you play as Sticks in a full stealth focused game. And those games are totally fine. They are the kind of games that, like, back in the day, you would find them on the shelf at, like, Blockbuster. And you'd just be like, yeah, I'll try this out. And then it turns out it's fine. <laughs> the- I love your description of this company. Yeah, they're that game that you picked up once, never played again, but you were like, yeah, this is okay. No, no it's not even... The, not, I, I never said anything about, like, put, picking it up once and then never playing it again. They they are they are good B tier games. They are the games that you spend forty bucks on. You're like, yeah, that was worth it. That's that's like the place that they fall in my mind, like them and like I think Pandemic Studios, the guys that did like the Saboteur and I think uh, like Destroy All Humans. Oh, I love Destroy All Humans. Yeah, like think, yeah, think that tier of developer. Okay, like. They, I, I personally, I feel like they are within spitting distance of like mercenaries and the saboteur. Okay. Both game series that, well, both games, actually, I guess one of them is a series. One of them is a single game, but both games that you play them and they function. They are fun enough. They are interesting enough, but you're not going to be like any sad that the current state of gaming is that's a high compliment. (laughs) It's functional. This functional is good enough. It works as an okay story. It didn't offend me. But no, like that's the thing. It, like, based on our rating system, these these are like all like three out of five games, which aren't bad. A three out of five isn't bad, despite what people on Reddit want you to think. A three out of five is still enjoyable. Yeah. And like cyanide sits very easily in like that three to three out of five to four out of five range, closer to three than four. But you know, I mean, they did do Werewolf the Apocalypse, but you can't hold everything. But no one fucking bats a thousand. <laughs> oh, no one bats a thousand. That yeah. should that should be our tagline. No one bats a thousand. <laughs> Yeah, I may just be saying this because like I have a weird soft spot for the sticks games, despite me never having beaten any either of them. But I, just, I, I like sticks as a character. I enjoy stealth games, despite me being dog shit at them. And so I do want to check out Swan Song. It's just the blood, just the blood hunt thing really soured me because it's like, hey, it's it was been, it, it's been in like uh, like early access for years now, I think. And it's like, hey, it's finally coming out. All right, sick. Boot it up. Crash. Well, that's disappointing. Yes, that's what I got. And that will do it for this week, then. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We'll be back, hopefully, before a month and a half passes. No promises. No promises. (laughs) No, we're we're working. We're doing our best. So, like, stick with us, people. We're 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 in for the long haul, even if we miss a week or two. Maybe I'll have I'll have acquired one part of my laptop back by then. <laughs> Keep dreaming. 
Maybe they'll have bought a new laptop by then. You recover every part of your laptop except the save file. <laughs> that would suck no! so bad. But yeah, so we will still be having other podcasts coming out. Uh, we'll still be having the commentary tracks coming out. Uh, we are almost done with Titans. Uh, we have one more to. We, I have one more that we've recorded to post, and then we have one more to record before we are done with season three. Uh, Kay will be pressuring me to make more Dong and Rampa videos. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> Probably going to do some next week. Yep, and we still have Die coming out. So yeah. Thank you for joining us. Until all that stuff, though, I'm dead. I'm Cave. And we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Have a wonderful time. <laughs> oh, 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 man. It's too bad we don't do videos.